Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hi, I'm Jason Miller, Executive Editor of Federal News Network, and I want to invite you and your colleagues to join us for our second annual DoD Cloud Exchange. This three-day event, March 22nd through the 24th, will feature technology executives from the Army, the Navy, the Marine Corps, the Air Force, and of course, the Defense Information Systems Agency. So join us March 22nd through the 24th for the second annual DoD Cloud Exchange. Register today on federalnewsnetwork.com. Support for the Boner Planet Podcast is presented by Dead Downwind, Tinks, Shadow Hunter Blinds, Burris Optics, Dead Ringer, The Grind, Bomar Archery, Element Outdoors, Reveal Cellular Camera, HHA and HHA USA, Black Eagle Arrows, Cobra Archery, Camp Chef, Novix Outdoors, and caffeine support provided by Deer Camp Coffee. Hey guys, welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Tonight, myself, Dave Thomas, along with Jamie No Boom, here with Steve and Jerry from Forever Wild Outdoors Adrenaline Adventures. How are you guys doing? Great, man. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. And uh, we want to know about your show. So tell us, number one, how the show got started. And number two, like what's, you know, who's all in it, how many people are doing it, all that good stuff. Oh, geez. Uh, The show started in 1996. I was involved in a car accident where my back was fractured in two places. And essentially what happened, I was basically laid up for about a year. Um, I've got an art background. Uh, My father rigged up um, a jig for me and I basically started doing wildlife art and wood burning. I made a bunch of it. A lot of people liked it and started doing festivals and shows and things like that. Um, Next thing I know, I was selling it. So I needed to come up with a name for my business and and did Forever Wild Outdoor Art. Uh. And, you know, it just kind of morphed and and I've been a turkey hunter forever and a day. Buddies of mine kind of sat there and hey man, you can call as good as these guys on stage. Let's get into it. So I got into it and they created a new subcategory of loser for me because I was never, I was never used to stage calling. You know, I could call and kill turkeys. I, I've been calling and killing turkeys for 40 years almost. Yeah. And, you know, I, I ended up uh, uh, working for uh, Tilburg Game Calls, which was Top Calls, Game Calls. Uh, Tilburg Outdoor, Tilburg Outdoor Products, and uh, started doing some design with them and sales and marketing, and um, started learning from the best callers in the country. You know, uh, Eddie Salter, uh, the Turkey Man, uh, took me on a turkey hunt when I was in the Marine Corps uh, down in uh, Bruton, Alabama. 
learned a lot from him and, and I just started calling and, and uh, I set my sight on becoming a state champion. And I ended up being, was it five or six times? No, it was five. Five times, five, wow. five times state champion. He could have won more. He just never, you know, once he got to five, he kind of stopped and focused <laughs> on the show. <laughs> but he could have won a lot more, truth be known. But, you know. Well, I, I, I now I competed in a lot of majors, you know, the U.S. Open, the Worlds, the Grand Nationals. Wow. Um, you know, crazy. and I placed in, in just about all of them, the Battle of the Ohio, uh, competed against the best colors in the world. Um, and at one point was considered up there with them. And, and Jerry and I, um, at that point, and I, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but at that point, we started focusing on the show. But once I started doing the working with top calls, uh, I decided that I want to make calls on my own and kind of did Forever Wild Outdoor Art forever wild outdoor game calls and started making a whole bunch of stuff and worked for a small video production company to help me um, learn about the video aspect of it, of it but that's when the video genre was just really starting to hit its peak in, in um, the mid 90s you know and I wanted to find um, a way to help promote the sales of my calls in the stores that were carrying it so I would go out and use the video equipment. They, they taught me how to do the old analog editing where you have to, literally had to cut and paste and tape. <laughs> you know, oh gosh. Oh you know, and I, gosh. I look at our editor now and he's just like, oh yeah, I can get that done. I'm like, you suck so bad. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I did all of that. And then I started realizing how much fun I had. And then one day I get, I get a phone call um, because I was working with the National Turkey Federation um uh ray i was the head of of northeast uh, or the field producers and they asked me to do field production for the veterans because i'm a marine corps veteran and um i said absolutely and and started doing a lot of video work uh we ended up doing a hunt with um world war ii veteran that ended up uh getting the bronze star uh wow. the year we met him yeah i think he was what cool. 84 yeah he was like 84 years old when we met him uh, his name was doc and uh, I can't remember his last name. Yeah, I, it slips me right now, yeah. but Doc was a great guy. He was at Iwo Jima. Wow. And he was Jeez. a Navy corpsman that he got wounded multiple times in combat by running up the hill and actually pulling Marines down wow. and getting wow. fragged and getting shot and never asked for anything. And, and all of his paperwork got lost. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm some of these hunts, I get a call from uh, an outfitter that said, hey, can you do me a favor? Because I got some guys from Realtree Outdoors coming up and they need a cameraman. And, and you know, you, and we know you do work with the National Wild Turkey Federation on the Northeast side of things. And you do a lot of uh, B-roll stuff for other television shows, which is kind of what I was doing. And uh, I said, yeah, sure. And it turned out being this guy to my right over here. Ironically, Steve didn't film me on that hunt. It was, <laughs> it was another guy that filmed me, but we uh, we kind of met on that hunt, and I was with Realtree at the time, and I pro staff for them, and they wanted me to kind of get into the turkey side of things. So I remember that Steve was such a great turkey caller, and I actually just called him up one day and said, "Hey, Realtree wants me to start doing the competition calling. I know you're a great caller. Can I come over to your house and can we run through some calls?" And Steve was like, sure. He's like, come on over. We'll run, we'll run some calls and we'll teach you how to be a better caller. And from there, it just kind of blossomed into a, a fantastic friendship. And, and now we're business partners and, um, yeah, shoot, we've been best friends for 22 years. Yeah. It's been a while now. Yeah. And it is true, by the way, I was one of the best callers. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I saw my call sounds like a dead rat. <laughs> 
No. Well, based on the amount of turkeys I've called in this year, I, I would say I'm, I'm about par with you right now. I'm sorry, guys. If I could call any better, we'd have a lot more dead birds. So, so with the professional calling, do you yeah. have? Are you allowed to use a mouth call, or you got to do it with your own mouth? No, you use a mouth call. You can okay, use so. a mouth call or a friction call, um, like the old Masters um, Invitational. You had to do half your calls with an airblown call, which could be a wing bone, it could be a tube yelper or, or a diaphragm call, and your other half had to be done with friction, which could have been a wow. pot call, uh, box That's call, cool, whatever. Yeah. Huh. But you know, so you had to be proficient in just about everything over a compulsory. Although they got natural voice call, you know, oh, yeah. competition too. So I mean. Steve can gabble with the best of them in natural voice. So I'm, hey, we're don't, good. don't don't knock my owl hooting. Yeah. I've called owls all over too. the country. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Though. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. You know, I, and I started uh, bow hunting turkeys a long, long time ago. I mean, between Jerry and I, how many states have we hunted? I mean, I've got twenty-one now. Yeah, you've been got... on a lot of different states across the country, and um, I haven't Thank killed one with a bow yet, though. <laughs> that's still one of my. Uh, as of last year, that last year was my 14th with a bow. Wow. Yeah, don't be impressed. I've missed about 250. <laughs> oh, it's, it's really. Yeah. I mean, you got no boom, too. I got one. With two, a bow. Uh, one with a bow, one with a crossbow. And then I took the kid and just bought him a 410 this week, the last weekend. I'm like, you know what? They're not responding. Well, so we just got to get know creative. It would be fun if you guys joined us on a turkey hunt somewhere oh, for your podcast. Awesome. We'd love to have you guys. What state are you guys in? We're in New York. We're upstate oh. New York. Okay. We're in Michigan. All right. We can make it work. Actually, <laughs> one of our business partners, yep. our business partner uh, is from Michigan and his family lives there and they go back and forth all the time. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We definitely got to set that up. It'd be fun. Turkey hunting's sure. become a kind of a, a staple for us. It's something that we've, we didn't used to do a lot of it, to be honest until, I mean, what is it? I don't know. No, but when you started kind of before about, me, but five years about ago, five years ago. Yeah. We started getting into it. Nobum went first and then he, I'm you telling you, I said, video, 15, like, 15 minutes. I had two just coming at me. I'm like, <laughs> like, what the, this is easy. This is stupid. What, what's going until you see the big bird all yeah. puffed up coming at you and it changes everything. Uh, that's what we tell people. Now, what, what do I always say every turkey season about turkeys? That you hate them. I hate turkeys. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Turkey hunting is so stupid. After you know you, you're hunting for 40 days or 45 days straight in, in our case, and it's just like, man, I hate turkeys. We do oh, a lot of youth hunts too. We uh, we like taking the kids out and, and oh yeah, getting them involved in the outdoors. And we've we've done a lot of youth hunts over the years. Oh, we've killed a ton of birds for Tons kids. Of birds. Yeah, it's been a really great experience. Do the kids I usually mean, use a shotgun, or how does it work with the kids generally? Shotgun, generally, yeah. Twenty you gauge, know, four ten. Uh, 20 gauge or 12s. We, we had some girls with 12 inch, three and a half. Wow. 12, 12 inch, three and a half inch. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah. Well, don't forget, she shot a she shot a bear with a, a 40 caliber handgun up yeah. in Maine. Wow. She was going up. Her father's one of was uh, an outfitter. He's still an outfitter up in Maine. He's one of our, our sponsors for a few years. Uh, Katahdin Shadow Outfitters. And um, uh, her name is Aurora Morin great girl she's in the marine corps right now just got married and uh they were out checking baits and she walked up and with her dad and he goes oh there's a bear so she pulls out a 40 cal snuck up on it and killed it wow holy cow (laughs) (laughs) so when you guys are filming um so i'm assuming all your stuff you film 
last year will air this year. Is that how it works? Yes. And how many episodes will there be? And you guys are on Pursuit Channel, correct? Uh, this year, we're probably not going to be on Pursuit Channel. Um, we are on Wild TV. Um, Pursuit Channel this year doesn't look good simply because uh, COVID knocked a lot of our sponsors right out of the dirt. You know, yeah. and they're just... You know, we have to look for out for our business yep. and look out for the best for our sponsors. We don't want to sit there and add a financial hardship to our sponsors. Yeah. We want to yeah, be able to work with our partners and sponsors yeah. and yeah. make sure that they're successful. And we want to do the best job for them. So if we spread ourselves too thin, we yep. don't have a business. We ran two years on a Sportsman's Channel. We ran another four years on Pursuit. And now we're in our second year with Wild five, TV. Five yep. years on Pursuit. And, um, you know, we're... Uh, we're looking at 26 weeks starting in the end of June here June. through the end of the year. And uh, nice. we're excited about it. But yeah, I mean, actually COVID was kind of almost a, a weird blessing because it gave us a chance to kind of get additional footage. Yeah. Um, Build up. Because yeah. we ran some, some uh, reruns and some episodes we'd already run on right. other channels on, on wild TV last year. So kind of uh, we're kind of stocked up right now with footage. We got a ton yeah. of stuff. Yeah, it yeah, also helped when we were traveling that there was absolutely no one on the road. No one. <laughs> yeah. So we did, we did a swoop to Kansas. We went to, oh God, we did what? 18 states that, that wow. trip? Wow. Yeah, we were, we were motoring, but uh, it was right at the, it was right when COVID happened. It was April. right the first part of April and there was absolutely nobody around. There was nobody in the hotels. There was nobody on the road. Wow. And here we are driving to Kansas to do this real hunt. And uh, then we drove from there to, to see some friends of ours in North Carolina for Easterns. Hunt there. And uh, yeah, it was kind of a wild trip, but um, wow. yeah, we love the turkey on. Oh, it was, it was smooth as silk. We we're like, hey, you know, let's do, we could do 85, 90 miles an hour. And there's yeah. no one on the no road. No cops <laughs> pulling you over either. No, I miss no. that. Everybody's <laughs> back on the roads now. They want nothing to do with it. They were, at that time, no. I remember that. The cops were like nowhere to be seen. No, it was clean shot. In fact, one there was a cop who lived close to me here in home, and he said that his his chief they told them not to pull anybody over unless it's uh you know, don't do traffic stops unless it's like they can't ignore it type thing. Yeah. Like crazy, crazy. So <laughs> myself being in law enforcement right now, let me tell you a little trick. You somebody walks up to your vehicle, asks you, just start going. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> It ends that conversation pretty quickly. <laughs> that's, that's so funny because I thought the same thing though. I was like, man, if I get pulled over during COVID, I was like, cough on your registration. Oh, and and you want this license? <laughs> Just make sure you get a little water next to you. Start like spritzing your face with it. Look real sweaty and like, oh man, I'm just not feeling great. Like, all right, have a good night. Just oh. drive safe, okay? So Keep you guys, 100. you guys shooting expedition bows then? Yeah, right now we've got, I've got the MX-16 and absolutely love it. You, I got the MX-15. And we both got the, uh, we've got the M or the X-33s coming. Yeah. Which I'm, I cannot we're, we're wait. We're waiting on. <laughs> yeah, we're still waiting on them for our test yeah. live show. We, we've been, we've been busting Chris's balls for a while now because, uh, you know, he was on our podcast back, what was it, No Boom, like before they launched. Yeah. He was on. I think it yeah, was like the, October. the other guys trying to make sure he doesn't give away secrets and stuff. Yeah, it was like September, October. <laughs> I was like, I was like, these people are waiting for this bow. It better be in our hands right away. He's like, it's gonna be there. First one's coming to you guys. <laughs> Here we are. It's eight, May, middle of May. 
nothing i'm like, like busses balls all the time and text didn't reply to me no more <laughs> like where are these bows question mark uh i'll tell you what it, it's i've shot all the bows i mean i was a factory shooter for a while for oneida eagle you guys remember the oneida eagle bows oh i remember those yeah. are worth some money right now if you got any left where you do that yeah, in I New do. York? i've got two of them i've got i've got um i've got two of the screaming eagles that i used to shoot was that in new york way, way. what's that were you in new york doing that yes Okay, because we we dealt with them when they were in Michigan when they sold to um, Claude Pollington. Mm-hmm. So then he just he sold that. it to JP whatever from Bass Pro now. But yep, <laughs> yeah, but, those are uh, cool yeah. bows. Oh yeah, we've we've shot them all over the years, and and uh, we were at ATA two years ago, mm-hmm. and we we met with uh, with Chris, and uh, we uh, we fired the uh, the Mako series bows. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they were super sweet, great back wall. Um, everything about them was fantastic. You know, just absolutely loved it. And it was one of those bows that, like, right when you shot it, you know, you get that torque in your hand. Didn't have it there. Yeah. You know, and, and I had a I had a bear uh, uh, anarchy at the time, and I, I I I had tons of confidence in that, and I got this this uh, this expedition, and I was like, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we've got Victory Archery as one of our sponsors as well. And uh, we've been really, really pleased with that. Yeah, it's been great. And then dealing up with Arcus and shooting Ramcat. I mean, we we were with Ramcat uh, 2014, 2015, which I think was season two and three. And um, we had great success with them. We had we had a couple we had a couple mishaps, but we knew what happened there. We we talked uh, with the company. You know, they had kind of a double heat treat. And there were there were some of the heads snapped at the ferrule and and um, you know on initial contact with a bow and that was with the hydroshock series and mm-hmm. you know uh, I never had a problem because I killed what three deer that year and yep. then I killed that big black bear up in Canada with it and it was dead in three seconds on film. Yeah, that's what we're all using for our bear. That's yeah. the nice thing about Canada next year is we none of us have been up there for three years. Oh god, those bears are going to be giant and I mean, 100, stupid. One hundred fifty percent success rate. <laughs> so we're already trying to get our uh, names in the hat so we can get a spot. Yeah, yeah. Next August is going to be crazy. We used a uh, Ramcat one year. Uh, they talked us into doing testing. Uh, it was a long time ago, but it must have been 2015, 2016. But oh no, it was during the bear hunt that time frame. But we shot everybody on the team. We have like a twenty man team was using Ramcats, and no Jeez. one had an issue. And we used the fixed blade and it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, the power and the hits yeah. and the, but we killed probably like 12 bear with them yeah. overall, like with everybody in two years and then probably uh, numerous deer, numerous. So we've kind of moved on from the testing the Ramcat cause we know it works. And one of our things that we do at HP is test products. And to us, the Ramcat is like literally a no brainer. So we know it works. We, we always say good things oh, yeah. about it. It's got amazing penetration. It's one of the best heads definitely in the market today, uh, especially the fixed blade one. It is literally unbelievable head. Um, but, you know, then there's other ones too, right? So there's tons of different brands and a lot of them very successful. I've had very few that are, I wouldn't say worked good or had very few issues. But the problem is the issues I did have, it's like, is it me the way I shot or is it right. the head, right? Now the head didn't break, which indicates maybe I just hit it in the wrong spot in the top of the shoulder blade. <laughs> And maybe that's why I didn't get what I was hoping to get out of that hunt. But <laughs> I actually really like the Diamondback hybrid uh, head that I the shot one. last year out in Kansas and Ohio. And of course, that's a fixed position blade and an expandable all in one. And 
I had great success with that Diamondback hybrid. And and, it and, took me a long time to get you switched to try those because you're Jerry's the fixed head guy. Yeah, it happens. You know, just loves fixed head broadheads, and I'm I'm more of the mechanical or the hybrid mm-hmm. guy. You know, and I've shot all kinds of different. Uh, and I love I love the hydro shock, which is the uh, the single bevel and the double bevel. Um, but um, when they when they came over now and, and have the the savage and uh, the, the cage ripper and yeah the, cage uh, ripper the I'm I'm interested in that one a lot I want to see what that baby can do that thing's brutal yeah it looks pretty it's brutal. brutal no it it's brutal I I shot that buck in Ohio yeah. with it and you know it's like I, it, it, with a crossbow. Um, it went through and I thought I missed because it jumped the, the buck. It was a big buck and it jumped straight up in the air like a mule deer and then just kind of walked off. Like he trotted a little bit and he stopped and he walked. <laughs> and I'm look, I'm like, what the hell just happened? And I'm, I'm cussing at myself because, you know, I'm, I've got my fourth arrow tree arm. I'm trying to get everything all set up. And he came in where he wasn't supposed to come in. Came in like right, he crawled under a bush right in front of the stand and out of a bowl. And I'm like, come on now. And, uh, uh, I don't know, after about an hour, I got out of the stand and I went down and checked the arrow. There was nothing on it, but I smelled it. And I'm like, that smells like a deer. So I'm like, ah, I'm going to walk over to the gully where I last saw him mm-hmm. standing for five minutes before he walked away or three minutes, walked over there and I could see blood for 95 yards. It was like wow. a foot wide. And it just, you know, you get a crossbow that's shooting, you know, 400 plus 425 feet a, feet a second Yeah, at that, you know, that close that never left a mark on it. It's crazy. Yeah, it, was, it, was, oh, it was it was nuts, but man, the, the blood that came out of that thing was brutal. Yeah. Which Just head brutal. was that? That was the cage ripper. Oh, the cage ripper, got it. Yeah. That was the cage ripper. I'm on their site but, right now, poking around. <laughs> I love it. Sure I know which one we're talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. That cage ripper. Yeah, yeah that was the got, one I was thinking. We got at least a pack of those signs somewhere. Um, we have a lot of those actually. They just sent a ton of stuff, actually. Um so they try sent, those uh, savage the savage too the three blade yeah, i think we've used those no i don't I, I haven't you have i haven't actually shined in with the savage yet that's definitely on my hit list they also sent me a couple of the um hydroshock x crossbow value packs so yeah, like the they're ready to yeah. go so the, i'm excited about that actually i need to need to do some work on that i need to research a couple things on i got to make sure they'll work on the crossbows i'm thinking um, I was going to try to throw them on an Excalibur. I got to try to throw them on a 10 point. There's some things I wanted to play with to test that baby, but I think it'll work. I don't know. I think that, you know, sometimes they have their own, you know, their knocks. That's the thing you got to look at generally. Well, but. one thing that we found, uh, uh, because center point archery is our crossbow sponsor. And, um, we found this year trying to use the, uh, uh, the Hydroshock X, um, we had 20 inch bolts doesn't work on a 20 inch bolt because it, uh, it starts it starts to hit you know because those those blades they kick oh, they yeah. kind of they, they're back yeah, back towards the rail back. a little bit so we had to bump it up to a 22, 22. inch bolt uh, just to make sure we had enough clearance between the, the head itself and the rail on the on the crossbow yeah, at least so. it was contacting so uh we contacted victory archery and they sent us 22 inch bolts which is always nice yeah <laughs> which are which crossbows you guys using from center point Oh gosh. I uh, love the CP 400. I've been shooting that quite a bit lately. Yep. That's kind of my crossbow choice right now, but yeah, that's Stepo is uh, <clears throat> vicious. I just got, uh, I've got the CP 400, the uh, Pulse 425, yep, the F 415. 
um um the that 390 rat, rat looks badass yeah the rat 430 yeah that's that's a nasty little guy right there and actually center is kind of a local company i mean they're right in bloomfield new york so they're really yeah. not that far from our our they're, home they're 35 minutes from me yep so you guys you guys are um so but they're um well i know they're partnered with raven so are or does that mean you get to shoot some raven too yeah, they gave us Ravens two years ago. Dang. Yeah, they actually purchased the purchased. They, they bought purchased, out Ravens. Right. They, so. they bought Ravens. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. They, yeah, we got the I got the R twenty six. You got the R twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, you can see some of that tech in this bow. That's why I was bringing it up. Oh yeah, the CP. Yeah, yeah it's got a it's got like an R twenty six front end. Yeah, that's sweet. That thing's stupid fast. We did a lot of work at Center Point actually over the past few years, uh, right before the Raven transaction. But we did um, we did a lot of work on the Airbow and um the crossman arrow which i think they were yep. labeling the center point one point or um experience the power of 5g with t-mobile with faster 5g speeds nationwide you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go plus t-mobile has more 5g bars and more places so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere switch to t-mobile today the leader in 5g T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot or maybe the adventurous passport. But you got to do it fast because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. For those who don't know, Crossman owns Centerpoint and Raven. Um, but yep. they, that airbow is bad bones. And like one of the coolest products I have ever seen in this industry. And yet it gets so much crap. And it, it ticks me off so much because I'm like, dude, it's shooting an arrow. I understand there's some air in there, but... <laughs> like dude why does it matter what i used to kill an animal if i bought a tag like i don't get it like it is like the coolest right. thing safest thing like i you know like people talk about and like don't get me wrong these crossbow companies are doing a great job they're making very safe products but the airbow eliminates a string and cable altogether. Hundred percent. therefore if i have a child or somebody that maybe i don't want to have any fingers be in any way shape or form into a safety concern I can use an airboat. I mean, it is literally one of the smartest things ever made. And yet states aren't making them legal. I mean, they're having tons of issues, which, which in return makes a company like Crossman say, eh, let's back off, whatever. They don't want right. it. They don't want it. But the thing is, is you're basically telling them to set aside one of the best inventions to this industry, in my opinion. I mean, literally one of the coolest things ever made in this sport. So it's, it's, it's sad, really, to be honest. What do you What do you think of the new Raven Five Hundred? I've been in contact with Raven, and I, and they said that we would have one for Test Lab come September, and um, I I don't know what to think of it yet because I, I don't. I'm hearing a lot of mixed things on it because I asked this question to everybody in the industry, other brands and everything. I'll say, what do you guys think of that? You know, 500 come up from Raven. And I think a lot of companies don't think it's possible and they think that it'll be dangerous. So I'm curious to see what actually comes of this thing. It, uh, knowing Raven, I know it's not going to be dangerous. They're obviously not going to do it if it's going to be a problem, right? So they got huge tech. The, oh, it's that's what I'm saying. Dangerous. These guys aren't messing around. You know, and that thing, that design, that look, 
It's so small. I mean, that thing is so nasty looking. <laughs> but it, but here's my here's my thing is at at what point does the technology surpass uh, uh, the ability for an arrow to stand up to that torsion that that is well, in the energy being because that's, that's my thing. I was shooting a ten point <laughs> that was four seventy last year. And I couldn't find a target to stop it. No, you I was know? going right through. If I if I wasn't getting bolts for free, I would have spent five hundred dollars in bolts. Because every yeah, time we, I shot, tried to you know take a practice shot, ripped fletchings off, no matter which target I used. Yeah, use a Ford as a backstop. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we were having problems with with the bolts because they were going through these layered targets oh, so yeah. fast that they would they would kind of leave a, a sticky film on the yeah, flat. Yeah. Yeah. It burned it on. Yeah, it burns yeah, it on, and it can't now, come out. See, like center point, Scott, have you seen the center point's new Pulse 425? Pulse 425. Let me look real quick. It's got a folding stock, the stirrup folds and locks in the three different Crazy. positions. It's for packability and storage. This thing is sweet. Yeah, pretty crazy. And that thing, wow. is, that thing is dead accurate. That is really cool. Huh. Yeah. See, there's so many things to learn, man. They got so many new things all the time. And with, with this whole being such a, like an online season, everything's kind of hard to find everything, you know, like, Oh, right. I, I didn't even know that until you said that. That's crazy. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. There's, well, there's see, just so many cool things, you know, and like that, that Raven thing is very interesting because like you just said, one of the things that Raven does is it really brings the compactness, which in return, Yes, it is going to shoot an arrow really, really fast, but at the same time, it does kind of eliminate, it doesn't eliminate the string, but there's not very many places to get your hand in the string on this one because everything is like literally so compact. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, that thing's tiny and it's got the limbs are actually, you know, upwards, you know, kind of rotate over the, the bow instead of being uh, horizontal. You know, they're more on a vertical type of uh, lineup, it looks like. And well, it's, it's a neat looking bow. Yeah, and we run into problems in New York because they're so compact that our laws haven't caught up with the technology. Yeah, that's it's the other problem. issue. It's going to keep yeah. happening, I think. What about the R18? Did you guys see that one? Uh, I have seen it. <laughs> it's like a that, slingshot. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's literally insane. Like, so small. But it's like, who's going to make arrows that can hold or bolts that can hold up to that energy, that stored yeah. energy? Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I agree with you. They I have to I go back to saying. aluminum. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe. Steel. Well, <laughs> now, now, are you guys bow? Are you guys bow fishermen? Uh, well, sometimes, yeah. but we not. I wouldn't say it. a we huge think about amount. It quite often. We always talk about it. We don't <laughs> do enough of it. We have. That's the other thing that Center Point does is they've got the Typhon bow. Ah, yeah, I forgot about that. And uh, Jerry, I got Jerry out bow fishing last year and we fell, I don't know, we went out three or four times with my wife and Jerry and Jerry's daughter. And uh, it's addicting. I couldn't, I couldn't stop, man. I missed so many fish. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta keep shooting. I just gotta get one. And then once I started getting my, my groove on a little bit, yeah. started uh, putting some fish in the barrel, but man, what a, what a fun oh, experience. We, we tell everybody like bow fishing is the great equalizer. Everybody sucks just as much. <laughs> they, they, you all suck equally. Yeah. We were but down it, in Florida and we said, we saw a boat that did bow fit line our last day. Like, damn it. Oh, that we saw fun. that earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they do, they do yeah. uh, stingray down there and down there you can shoot anything. Wow. 
you can shoot anything down in Florida. Yeah, it sounds like Florida is the pace place to be lately, to be quite honest. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> well, we're fortunate here in New York having the Finger Lakes, so we can get on a, you know, get a boat and get down to the Finger Lakes region, and we can hunt all different kinds of bodies of water. And, yeah. and um, yeah, it was a blast. Total blast. So much fun. We, we burned up so many bow fishing arrows. It's not even funny because a lot of those lakes, a lot of those finger lakes are nothing but rocks. And then when you just ping, you're peening the end of your arrows. You're like, oh man. So I think the last two trips we went out, I brought a Dremel tool with a grinder on it. Just sit there and grind the heads back on it and get them all back up to speed. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. It's like, you got to go, you got to go, man. And then, but the the only bad thing is, you know, at our age, because we're old guys, that, uh, you know, it's, you go out at, at 7 o'clock at night, you're getting home at 7, 30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Holy cow. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a blitz, cool. man. We go all night all long. Night long. <laughs> is, that, is this like a, like a beer thing? Like, you guys are having beers while you're doing this? Is it like a lot of fun? Uh, I think I think we'll have maybe two or three, but it's like you're, it's, there's so much action. And yeah, it's like we'll, we'll swap off who's running the camera. Yeah. And then, you know, you got people that are just constantly looking over. Uh, you got you're jumping from one platform to another and then it depends on if we have the big the big camera or if we've got the small one the small yeah. one's way easier to film with and uh, then the big one because uh, you know you try to hold a camera for eight hours nine yeah, hours yeah, try to yeah. hold it up and hold i would do up. a lot of gopros in that scenario <laughs> well we we've got the tactic cam uh, underwater cameras now yeah. that we've been yeah. running too, work. so um yeah the fish cams yep but, yeah i always um, thought about that i always thought about that actually because that, that, we we haven't we don't know anybody. It's crazy. We don't know anybody with a bow fishing boat. So that's been our biggest, only biggest downfall to be able to go, you know, come, like, come to New York. That's what we need to. But I always thought about that. I'm like, how would I film this? And I was like, I'd probably use a ton of GoPros, like an over the top GoPro on a huge stick that booms the whole thing. And then oh, that way yeah. I could like not have to do a ton and like just, I would just leave the, leave them open to where you can hear. And that way you could talk to one camera, you know, and just film right. it all in 4K. And I think you'd be, but then again, I don't know how it works with the, the lighting. You, you guys have a lot of lights this at night, I'm assuming. The boat's, the boat's lined with lights and it's got oh, yeah. so that'd lights. Be, and some, that'd be sweet some of the video. bigger boats have the lights underwater wow. and they shine straight out, you know, because when, the, if the boat, if the, the boat has lights that are angled down, there's a lot of light refraction yeah. at uh, night. Interesting. So some are underwater, the light? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. But you're looking at, you know, these guys that travel all over the place and they do tournament fishing, tournament all that, fishing yeah. all summer. It's you know, serious, serious 60, stuff. 70, 80, $90,000 yeah. boats. Oh. I'm just like, Jeez. nah, you know what? I just like to shoot you know, whatever. And, <laughs> yeah. We have you know, one these here. Guys are, oh, you guys are punks. <laughs> we have a huge one here. It's called the Great Lakes Bow Fishing Tournament. It's a mass, it's a massive one. It happens up north in Michigan and uh, probably up in the, the UP. No, it's not the UP. It's in, um, is it Lake Huron? Uh, no is, is that is that by Caseville? Caseville, yeah. yeah, it's in the thumb, the thumb of yeah. Michigan. But <clears throat> anyway, it's a it's a big deal, and like there's like people come from everywhere for this thing, and there'll be the AMS fishing boat will be there, all the major boat yeah. fishing brands will be there. I think when we were there, we went one time to cover it as like a B BHP not podcast at the time, but just TV or whatever, and. Uh, <clears throat> It was there was a lot of people there. I mean, it was hundreds of people. I was like, this is crazy. And then you know, you weigh it, you weigh in. It's like tons of awards, like the biggest fish, smallest fish, yeah. biggest goldfish, and then it's like stuff like the most weight. I think was the winner. You, to, you know, yep. overall was, weight. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I thought it was. It looked fun. I just like I said, even then, I think we had a boat then somehow. 
through some friends. We were, did you go to that Nopum? I don't think you did. No, think it was so. just me and Tim. Well, <laughs> well, we've actually got, out, so. we got a, we got a, um, an outfitter here that, that reached out to us last year, uh, Carnage Outdoors. Great guys. Great guys. Uh, Jamie they, Linder. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, Jay, Captain Jamie Linder. And they reached out to us and asked us to come along. Oh, you know, we're awesome. like, all right, cool. So, you know, we, you know, we ended up tipping them. They're like, no, man, we don't want that. You know, it's like, we would love to have you guys on the boat and, you know, kind of do something regular, kind of help us build our business. So it, it kind of came like they're a sponsor of the show. And they're like, Hey man, anytime you guys want to go, just give me a call and I'll clear the schedule. You guys want to come down and you want to, you want to have some fun and laughs. You have an open invite from Jerry and I to come down and go fish. Have you ever and, done and that? Not like a tournament. This is this yeah. is like all right. We'll have some beers and we're gonna bust a whole bunch of arrows. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Have you ever done the Asian carp thing? Oh, the flying? No. Yeah. Nah, that just seems no, crazy. I haven't done that. Where's that I, at? Is that like, like Illinois? They got oh. like flatbed Illinois, boats with cages, and you got to wear helmets and yeah, <laughs> catcher's masks. <laughs> <laughs> the face mask like a goalie that's a tim wells yeah, thing yeah. he's crazy anyway but oh god that's <laughs> hilarious oh my god no it's a it's a blast i mean uh boat fishing is just it's a whole other thing and, and then we started learning um like what reels work what ones don't work we found like the the barrel feed seemed to work the best you know, you don't have as many hang-ups and, and what heads work and what heads don't work. Yeah. You don't like the yeah. two-bladed. We like the the three or the three four. Or four yeah, because yeah, sometimes they'll pull right out of the fish when you're trying to drag them oh. into the boat. And, yeah. yeah, it's it's because sometimes you'll you, you know your average carp in the Finger Lakes is probably twenty between fifteen and twenty-five pounds, right? Mm -hmm. But you can get into carp that are like sixty and seventy pounds. <laughs> wow. And you know, you, you sit there and like everybody's launching arrows at that thing. And, it, and if one person hits, mm -hmm. the captain's like, all right, everybody reload. Everyone's got to dump arrows into this yeah. thing to try to, you know, <laughs> you know, then you feel like you're talking to Captain Quint, you know, yeah. we need a bigger boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then it's like in New York, you can only shoot three species of carp, the mirror, the common oh. and the grass carp. Those are the only three you can shoot. You can't shoot any other species of Interesting. fish. Which That's is hard. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Because then yeah, you, you got to be good at your fish identification oh, yeah, skills yeah. for sure. Uh, wow. That's, yeah, that's tricky. I don't you think know, we have those you, rules here, but that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because you don't want to shoot a drum. You don't want to shoot uh, um, with the, the dogfish. Yeah, dogfish, um, sheephead. Sheephead. Oh, God. And, oh, oh yeah. we've come so close to dumping a sheephead. <laughs> <laughs> you get that lull from like midnight to 1 30 in the morning it's just like man the fog's lifting up you can't see anything and it's like oh there's a carp you draw back and all you hear from the back is no it's a sheep's head <laughs> <laughs> yeah let that down because once that's so, it's it's so that's just interesting like the whole uh the whole legal thing is always interesting to me because it's like accidents are going to happen regardless you know what i mean like it's just going to happen yeah, at did. some point and uh, you know i don't know i we haven't had many dnr issues here but I, I don't you know it could happen though i mean they could board you and you know be like what are you doing <laughs> not that you would take well, it if we, you made that accident but <laughs> we actually get more flack from the residents along the shoreline at oh. about three o'clock in the morning that live in those nine hundred thousand uh, dollar houses freaks them out like what are you guys doing out there <laughs> no they're like you know what i pay in taxes to be here and it's like well you do realize that we're on 
state water. You don't this own this. Hundred percent legal. I don't Sorry, care. Next, and the sheriffs get called. Not the I pay those same taxes, my friend. About fifteen yeah. seconds, and yeah. fifteen seconds too much for most people. They don't want anybody out there. But yeah. No. <laughs> We do like going past the drunk partiers that are having bonfires at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, Those guys are great. Yeah. You guys want a beer? <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's, what up? are you guys doing? Shooting carp. They're like, Can we come? Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would be. Except at my lake in the UP, we, we have, uh, how do you say, Native Americans who aren't really Native Americans that come and just net the hell out of our lake. They net it. In a while. They net I it. Mean, really. You mean the Kamado wannabes? And it's it's yeah, it's pie, they look like me, right? They're one, you, one you can't 10 million. Them, but they no. can because of their loss. No, but it's, it's like pike and bluegill and bass. I'm like, what the hell are you even doing with those fish? Yeah, can you imagine like netting? That's crazy. Netting's like something you do in the ocean. Absolutely you know? like, wasteful. Yeah, that's crazy. Damn, you river, no boom. Jeez. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You don't pay enough taxes, damn it. I guess. That's the problem. So anyway, um, so what, what hunts you guys got planned for this year? What's coming up still that you're going to be recording for? Well, we're still filming right now our turkey season. Yep. So we're still filming turkey hunts. Um, we've got Ohio deer hunts coming up. Although we were in, we were in South Carolina with one of our sponsors, yep. Pete Katowski, with U-Slide Bowl Holder. We were there back in April. We got him a really nice time in South Carolina. Uh, I filmed a hunt for a youth hunter down in uh, Ohio at the uh, Jurassic Classic, yeah, yep. Jurassic Youth Hunt. Yep, and we uh, got a couple of times there, and then uh, we've been hunting here in New York with our youth season and regular season here till the end of May. So COVID still got things kind of messed up. We were actually supposed to go to Africa in October. Jeez, holy cow! Yeah, to South Africa with a Vula safaris, and um, uh, COVID just really kind of screwed a lot of things up because we had the, the Forever Wild Outdoor Safari, and they they put together a. a eight packages for us that you know they we could offer people to to join us that had a a host of animals and different price ranges that you could go on and um uh you know we'd we'd be landing in johannesburg south africa and then taking like a six-hour ride north yeah into south africa and and uh we got our bow hunt with hup outfitters in ohio that's an annual bow hunt we actually do a a rut hunt he's either well in, in november but we also have been doing lately we've been doing kind of a doa palooza bow hunt like in january, january or february. february oh that's cool that's so much fun um, i destroyed my camera this year and my my mx16 <laughs> all in one shot you drop it all no i wish i would have felt i wouldn't have felt as stupid no i had i had uh deer come in behind me i was in a in a big box blind and there was a big nine or 10 pointer that they said that was coming in into the field. I was on a six acre turnip plot and I had all these big doe coming in behind me and I'm, I'm texting back and forth with Jeremy Hop, And he's like, shoot that big girl right there. He goes, shoot, shoot that. I was sending him pictures. He's like, you shoot that big one. He goes, we want the does out. I'm like, all right. I said, but I got to you know, close windows, open windows, turn a tripod around. I'm in a little five by five blind. And, you know, I'm trying to get my no pressure. Cam. I'm on my knees. I'm like contorting and I'm like doing all this stuff. I'm like, you know, I'm 52 years old. I'm like, this is not a natural thing for me to be doing. So I got my camera and I've got, you know, I've got a a big eight inch monitor on top of the camera 
and I've got the, the, the side viewfinder up because it kind of tells me, it shows me my sound meter and it shows me my light and everything. And, and the big doe starts stepping over. So I, I have to kind of adjust and I take in my elbow and I'm trying to move the tripod a little bit. And she steps out of frame, but the second biggest doe stepped in. I, I went, bye-bye, touched off on that release. But what I didn't do because I kept watching the monitor and not the side view monitor, I was watching the big monitor monitor the top of the camera. I didn't pay attention to where my limb was. My limb snatched the small monitor on the camera, my primary monitor. So when I shot, my camera exploded. <laughs> oh, no. I watched, and the video was fantastic because you just watched this arrow fishtail right towards this doe and she ducks like 30 feet before it even gets there. <laughs> so I get to watch that lighted knot go. And I went to like 15 minutes after and I'm, I'm just like, oh, that was stupid. I hear I got a, you know, $4,000, $5,000 camera. That's now a paperweight. You know, I could still look at the big monitor. I look over and then I got 15 dough coming over the top of the turnip plot. I'm like, oh, great. So I started turning the camera back around. I'm like, oh, well, I don't have a monitor to worry about hitting anymore. So I just, well, you know, I can draw back and shoot. And I'm like, going, well, why is my D loop? facing my riser and i started like looking at it and i'm like what the hell is going on here and i looked up and i got both of my cams are like this oh. Like, oh man my cams cables and everything was derailed and then i got deer within 11 yards of the blind and i just kind of sat there kind of like with my lips stuck out kind of crying a little bit because i was like okay i got like 22 deer around me and i can't do crap about it I just blew my camera and my bow up. I'm like texting so Gary. I'm just like going, I can't believe I just destroyed my bow. <laughs> you know what his response was? That sucks, dude. That sucks, dude. <laughs> do you, now, when you do those hunts, you just carry, do you just bring one bow or do you bring a backup bow? Uh, this do trip, travel? I, I just, I brought the, I brought my, uh, my MX-16 and uh, um, I was going to bring one of the, the center point bows, but Jeremy Hub gave me his Raven yeah, to use cool. as a backup. Um, it's funny. tough because we're doing a lot of self-filming a lot of times. So we're bringing the camera equipment out and our bow and, you know, our backpack or whatever. And it's kind of tough to, yeah. but sometimes we'll have a second backup bow in the vehicle if, we, if something yeah. goes wrong. But um, yeah. And, you guys got to let us know the details of the Ohio hunt because that's pretty good. That's close for us. Maybe we could work it out where we can come the same time or something. It'd be so much fun. Yeah, actually, we'll talk to so Jeremy cool. Hub. Yeah, that'd be that really cool. Be and I, we went to Ohio. We as, hunted as good as Michigan deer hunting is. I mean, <laughs> Michigan deer hunting. I guess it's a blast we go, up here. Go to Ohio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we're a nightmare in, at, here. Hup Outfitters is in Miggs County, southeast Ohio. Oh, so we're right part. out, right along the Ohio River. I think we're three counties from the bottom of the from state. The bottom of the state. Yeah. Is that by Hocking Hills? Uh, I don't know that's down in that region too because i was just there actually for family vacation but we hunt i hunted the southeast area one time uh different outfitter i went to i think it was uh close encounter white outfitters but i went there and we i ended up bringing a backup bow because i thought of that happening to me i was like man something happens i better just bring a bow you know an extra bow and we we're, here we don't really use one bow company so we'll use like like i might have brought a bow tech and a matthews right i just i always have an extra one and actually we ended up giving the guide the bow for free the extra bow is a tip 
you know, because nice. you're supposed to tip the guys or whatever. So I was like, Hey, how you want this bow instead of 200 bucks? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm like, here you go. Have a good We've one. We've done man. that before. Well, <laughs> he was so pumped. It was hilarious. I, I did that on a deer that I lost this year. I hit oh. a bad hit and the outfitters was like, Hey man, it's going to be like 350 bucks cash for this, this deer dog, New York yeah. state. The guys yeah. come out with dogs for free. Oh, to get it's the a dog service that we provide up here. And I was just like, Hey man, I got like 20 bucks cash and plastic. And he's like, yeah, I don't take plastic. And I'm like, he goes, but my son does like that crossbow. I'm like, I've never <laughs> met your son. <laughs> so he ended up getting my mercenary 390. <laughs> he goes, he goes, how much is this bow? And I said, it's about 500 bucks. He's like, I'm going to give you the credit. He goes, if you ever dump another deer and wound it, he goes, yeah. he goes, he goes that $150 actually. Well, I take credit. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little sad on that trip, man. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right guys well it's been fun but we do have to go but i i want to say thanks for coming on it's been a lot of fun chatting with you guys oh it's been uh, a blast yeah we'll link below all the the links for people to get to all your socials and stuff and uh for them to check you out so they get, appreciate it's it. a great time you guys are awesome so thank you oh, thank, thank you. you thank you great time Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars and more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Oopla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G Speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the 8-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.